I went to a Kanye West sing-along and witnessed a crowd of ghosts steal his voice. Watched him exercise niggle off their tongue and howled the entire night. What, what to, to do, do when you can't, can't do anything, anything at all? Helplessness is walking through a group of white kids casually using the word nigga. Any, Any reaction or lack thereof is valid. One half of you will want to pop off. Another quarter will pretend you didn't hear them swallow the pieces of your being. How even without the seasoning of a hard R, it can taste like cracking whips. Stabbing into flesh like blades of water thrown from hoses held like machine guns. The rest of you will remain silent. Because that is easier. That is the best way to come out without your own tombstone. Maybe, like maybe, by dragging these words through generations, we can change where they came from. I have seen white things speak nigger like a curse. I have seen black things speak nigger like a combat ribbon in a war they never clutched arms in. I have seen everyone else penetrate my flesh with foreign flags, wanting me silence. I want to live to be black another day. I want to live to be black another day. I want to live to be black another day without feeling this fire. Burn my insides when walking past a hookah bar full of white kids blaring the hoodest music. You will want to ask everyone, is this what you view us as? When your very existence becomes a contradiction to their notion of you, you will ask yourself, what's real and what's the ghost? You will see a hillbilly club. You will see them blowing smoke like they just finished a burning. You will see the night sticking to your skin like the blood they wish they could cash crop out of their palms. This was never just music. To some, it's just a beat. To others, it's a beating. There is a horror story in here somewhere. Written in hushed racism that history forgot to keep to itself. We in here, yeah, we in here, cause we been here. We in here, yeah, we in here, cause we been here. We in here, yeah, we in here, cause we been here. Rid of us now. That's it. Well, welcome back. Happy Monday to all. It's another episode of Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, and I'm joined right now by two of my co-hosts, and I know a third is on our way. So while she's making her way here, why don't we go ahead and let you two introduce yourselves, um, and then we can talk about it. Come on, Sam. Okay. My name is uh, Samuel. I'm in fifth grade. And I'm 11. Perfect. Miss Melissa. My name is Melissa. I'm 15 and a sophomore in the Southern California area. So this week, we're going to be talking about N-words, monkey sounds, and false arrests. Oh, my. We've seen a whole lot of things go on this week um, in multiple places and go on last week. Some stuff coming up from January, just now getting posted. Um, and Samuel, you asked me a question about um, something I had said last week. What, what were you trying to ask me about? So I was trying to ask you about, so they figured out who did the Abraham Lincoln school thing with the KKK and the Swatsikas. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was just asking a question, why? And they said they found them on video surveillance cameras. I'm like, why haven't they used video surveillance cameras in two months of an investigation of a hateful speech at a school? Well, I mean, I think Abraham Lincoln happened last month um, or two months. I don't Was it two months already? Oh, my goodness. I can't even keep up with it. Um, but I, I can read you the statement that came out. It said on Tuesday, 2-15-22, school officials at Abraham Lincoln Elementary School in Sacramento City Unified School District in the city of Ranch Cordova reported racist graffiti that had been spray painted on their campus during the 2022 uh, Abraham Lincoln's birthday observance. The suspect spray painted obscenities, including racial epithets, KKK and swastikas. 
The graffiti resulted in over $400 of damage, which is the threshold for felony vandalism. The case was referred to detectives who worked closely with the school district and administrators. Abraham Lincoln Elementary School administrators were able to obtain surveillance, video surveillance footage showing two juveniles on the campus grounds during the same time period when the vandalism was believed to have occurred. From the video, school officials and detectives learned the identities of both suspects. They were, there were, they were two juveniles, both 14-year-old students from nearby George Washington Carver High School. So obvious question to me is what were they? A lot of times there's there's a a keeping of a keeping a certain information secret. However, we didn't see that with the McClatchy incident. When it was a black child, they they gleefully told us all what the kids were. Now it just says, oh, there are two suspects, and we're just supposed to go on with it. Now I've I've been on a lot of the little parent blogs. I saw them say stuff like, oh, this is another Jussie Smollett case. Um, and what they were, aren't telling people is that they are non-black students. What wasn't in that that little thing, they were non-black. As a matter of fact, I think one of them was white and one of them was biracial, Asian and white. Um, and so if we got to do it, if we're going to do it for one, we got to do it for the other. And that's the equity piece in there, right? So are y'all surprised? You know, did you expect it to be non-black folks? What do you think? I I expected this. Like it's it's just like I expected this. Whenever it's like suspects, I'm like in in the report, I'm like, oh, they gotta they have they can't be black, cause if they're cause if they're black, they'll be like African American students wrote this. They wrote this. Nothing oh. to see here. Everything's great. <laughs> I mean, we have no liability. We can't be called racist. They they're African American. Once once is a non-black student. It's like uh two suspects. We won't say their race. Nothing. No information about them. Uh, just two suspects from George Washington Carver high school. High school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just want the same energy. Melissa, you want the same energy? I want the same energy. I want the same energy because I, when we watched the video last week talking about um, when it was the African-American student, before they revealed that that student was African-American, the buildup to it, I was thinking it was someone that was not Black, it was not African-American because they weren't specifying that. So I feel like that's, our expectation if they are just saying the suspect or they are they are just saying a student did this this happened at our campus to protect their own they say the suspect just so we can come to our own conclusions but then they add that the student was african-american towards the end so when we see this story it i'm thinking the same thing oh they aren't african-american they aren't black it's someone that looks like the people in power at this school because they aren't saying otherwise mm. yeah it's 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 something that's all i'll say it's something i haven't seen a press release a press conference i haven't seen them take any questions from the public i haven't seen them come out well when we solve it over here y'all mad and when you solve it over here y'all mad we can't do anything right it's because you're not doing it the same and consistently we have to be clear um and so i'm hoping that um Eventually, these students will be held accountable. Um, I thought I read somewhere they may have been arrested. I don't know. You know, you never know. Samuel? And the, the school district was like, we're, we're doing this. Y'all, you are mad at us. We do this, you're mad at us. There's context in every situation. And it's how you handle both situations in both manners if you compare contrast them as well as leave them by themselves and analyze them that way that is what you're doing wrong you, i agree you just, you just say that oh people are mad at us for both ways why aren't you analyzing what you're doing wrong instead of automatically vi victimizing yourself i agree, I agree. 
our problem is not that you are going through investigations and saying which student did it. We're angry and we're mad about the favoritism and preferring, you know, putting the black kids out there and saying, oh yeah, an African-American student did this. But when it's a white student or someone who is not black, trying to protect them when you do not protect us. That's our problem, just like Sam was saying. And speaking of that, that is going to bring us to our first story. Check this out. I'm Khalees, and I'm here to share with everyone about a racial situation that she endured at school and the emotional distress that it has given her as well as her parents. Um, and unfortunately, um, I'm here to share with everybody because I, do, I don't want this to ever happen to other parents and their little black girls and their little black boys. Um, my daughter was repeatedly called the N-word at school. And unfortunately, after being called it repeatedly, she reacted to the point where she hit him because she was tired of it. Um, it eventually got to the school's office. And in regards to that, um, she was brought into the office where she gave... Um, her statement, even though I was not there for the statement that they had her right, nor were any of uh, me or my husband, we were not there. And I also asked her to speak what was happened, what had happened. And um, in regards to that, it went to their school committee this morning, which is of nothing but non-black people, to the point where since she um, responded to a multiple time attack, they decided to suspend her with a... 10-day in-school suspension. A 10-day in-school suspension, as well as an, a, a referral to put in her file. Now, I'm not never and never will I ever say it was okay for my daughter to hit anybody. She's definitely been held accountable for that. What I'm most concerned about is that my daughter has repeatedly um, been called a, a slur, repeatedly, to the point where she's been hurt and to the point where she felt like she had to react the best way she could in the moment. And with, in regards to that, she's the one that gets reprimanded. And I just want to share with you guys that my daughter has definitely been held accountable. But what do the words, like how did the words also hurt you? Because they were trying to tell us in the meeting today that even though the hurt, though somebody gave like slurred out words to her, hitting is never acceptable. But how did the words hurt you specifically? It felt like he hit me. It felt like an attack. It felt like, um... I was defending myself that it was self-defense that he called me something that attacked me so i defended myself and i'm just very much concerned with how we send our kids into an environment where they're not protected specifically our little black girls and our little black boys I'm, I'm also going to upload the video of the vice principals basically saying even though she was called these racial slurs that they still have to submit paperwork on her behalf which in other words to me they want files to be carried with her up into her high school year and my so many problems with that for me but I'm gonna start with y'all uh Jada since you just got here <laughs> you on the hot spot what do you think? What do you think? Um, I do understand the mom's perspective of like holding her child accountable for the actions that she did. Cause you know, sometimes I do think that like, you know, sometimes we shouldn't overreact with words, but I understand where she's coming from as well, where she felt attacked. So she tried to defend herself in the best way that she thought she could, because she wanted, I guess, in my mind, it felt like a retaliation. Like you hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you. And that was just her first instinct. Mm. Samuel. Oh, okay. Um, I heard that he called her or the per Samuel, the student called her this. Samuel, why you got the microphone in your hand? Put the, put the microphone. <laughs> Every time you get upset, you grab the microphone. Talk to us. Go ahead. <laughs> it makes no sense. He has called her this multiple times or whoever they are. I don't, I don't know their gender. Did they specify? It's a he. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought I heard that right. He said this multiple times to her. What is she supposed to do? Just take it? Put her head down? I got I got I gotta keep I gotta keep my cool. Put my head down. Put my head down. What are you supposed to do after a certain amount of times of just getting Attacked and attacked. You gotta, you gotta fight back. You, 
you have to defend yourself in some way. And I have a question. Did she bring it to the people in the office, to any secretary, to any staff? Did she bring it up to them? My understanding is that she reported this to the staff every time it was happening. Um, again, when you report something to adults and they don't do anything, what option are you left with? That's what I'm saying. Melissa. My first problem is that the title says, my daughter experienced racism and is being punished. That right there is problem number one because she's defending herself. Like you said, she has brought this up every single time that it's happened. And like mom said, hitting isn't right. And she did take accountability for that and talk to her daughter. But like the daughter said, she's defending herself. And she said herself that the words felt like she was being hit. The words felt like an attack and they are, and nothing was being done. So what do you expect her to do? Like Sam said, do you expect her to put her head down and keep going and literally be abused? This is verbal abuse. You expect her to stay on your campus and not feel safe and not do anything about it? The education system, you guys are failing her. She, her taking these steps and hitting another child is a result of you failing her as a student. That's right, Samuel. And people underestimate the effects of emotional abuse. Emotional abuse can hurt as much as physical abuse. Come on, Samuel. People, people Come on. don't understand that. It can lead to the same conclusion as physical abuse at the end of the day when it gets bad enough. It can lead to the same conclusion as physical abuse can. So, just people in general should take emotional abuse as seriously as they take physical abuse. Because in this case, th this student may not be hitting this black girl, may not be assaulting her, but but he is. Assaulting her physically. Emotional, yeah. Yeah, assaulting her physically. But he but he's, is assaulting her emotionally, mentally, and and that's that's as worthy of a expulsion as hitting her so and they wonder why we grew up with all of these mental health problems and things that transfer over to us being adults but it's because these problems were not taken care of when we were younger and when we were when we were telling you what the problem was and the problem is happening while we're in your care at school these things are happening we're letting you know and you're not doing anything about it so when we're adults and other things are happening they're like oh it's the black angry black girl or the black girl with the attitude and all these stereotypes but it's your fault because you aren't taking care of us like you should be and as quick as they were to punish her they should have had that same quick action when it came to the verbal abuse that she was experiencing and i bet you if this whole thing got brought up they would have the same apology as every other school oh we we don't tolerate this this is not who we are this is not who we represent obviously it is obviously it is yeah. Um, and I just want to point out some things that stuck out to me about what this mother was saying. Number one, her daughter gave a statement. What do I tell y'all about statements? Don't make statements Don't to your parents. So her daughter gave a statement without her there. We got to we got to fix that immediately. Number two, she was suspended a 10 day in school suspension, which means they're still going to get that ADA money because she's coming to school. OK. That's number two. Number three, her mom said, we send our kids to these environments. I wouldn't be sending my damn kid to that environment. I wouldn't. So at some point, we as parents are going to have to take some accountability and we're going to have to start pulling our babies out of these situations where they're not equipped to deal with it and they shouldn't have to. Like this type of stuff really pisses me off because we have more power than we think. But we allow people to come in here and to treat our children as if they are trash and continue to say, you know what? You go back in there and you be resilient. Like we can't do this anymore because it is gonna affect your mental health. It is gonna affect you later on in life. Just cause he ain't hitting you, like you said, Samuel, it doesn't mean that those scars aren't gonna come with you as you grow up. 
And our job as parents is to protect that from happening. So I'm a little ticked off at mom. I'm sorry, mom, if you ever see this podcast, I'm a little ticked off at you because there's no way in hell I'm sending my baby to no in-school suspension for defending herself. It ain't happening. I'll pull her out that school for she suffers consequences aside from, and I know that that can't be the only consequence she got because you guys are never really given one consequence because they like to pal them on because I see it. So we have to be clear what it is we're expecting our children to do when we um, continue to expose them to people in places that don't give a damn about them. And I'm going to be quiet because now I'm upset. And it doesn't stop there because like, yeah, these people, Lord. Okay, I'm, here you go. Supposed to be a championship soccer team game between two Northern California high school teams this weekend turned into what one team is calling a racist attack. Fox 40's Gina Nguyen is live at Oak Ridge High School in El Dorado Hills with what the visiting team had to say about their experience during this game. Jeannie. Eric, that game happened right here at Oak Ridge High School on Saturday night against Buchanan out of Clovis. Now, the head coach of Buchanan tells me Oak Ridge did nothing to help the situation that night. We were fired up. I thought the game was good. I mean, it was an exciting game. It's kind of what you want for a championship game. It was a big night for Jasara Gillette and her Buchanan High School women's soccer team. The Clovis-based team was at Oak Ridge High School in El Dorado Hills on Saturday. Gillette says it was a great night until 95 minutes into the game during penalty kicks. My next player who came up, who is Hispanic, um, she had barking noises uh, at her as she was going to take her kick. To make things worse, Gillette says the sounds continued with her next player. When the person um, did the, you know, monkey, ape, gorilla noises, it was, it was, I mean, it, everybody could hear it. My players right away were like, coach, that was racist. Like, they knew right away. Shocked by what they were hearing, Gillette says she approached the coach at Oak Ridge. I walked over and I was pretty just dismissed. I mean, they're, they're like, oh, it's just the guy in the stands. And I was like, we're, we're in the middle of penalty kicks. Nobody from Oak Ridge or the El Dorado Union High School District would speak with Fox 40 on camera. However, their spokesperson tells us this type of conduct does not represent the values of the school, district, or community, and they are investigating the incident to identify who made the noises. The district goes on to say this is considered hate speech and the person responsible will be disciplined. But Gillette says this response came a little too late. They were all at the game when it happened. So they, their administrators were, were at the game and they didn't, they didn't feel the need to remove the students from the stand. Now the district goes on to say they are communicating with Buchanan to make a formal apology. There will also be discussions taking place in class this week to make this a learning lesson. You can read the full statement on our website at fox40.com. Reporting live in El Dorado Hills, Jeannie Nguyen, Fox 40 News. Jeannie, thank you. Okay. All right. Um, Melissa. <laughs> so I'm laughing because of the statement or the what's the you school. Roll your eyes. I saw what? you. They can't see you. I can see y'all. And y'all roll your eyes and y'all make all kind of faces. <laughs> the school coming out and saying this is not what we stand for and you know this isn't what we represent but y'all were all at the game I'm almost 100% sure you all heard it but you didn't do anything about it the students the players know that this is wrong they're doing the right thing going to get help a coach who is white who knows that this is wrong is going and standing up for these children and you're dismissing her. <laughs> I don't even know. Samuel. What is this? Again, again, what the? Our school does not represent this. We do not endorse this behavior. It happens again and again and again. There's no, there's no way you don't in some way endorse this behavior. You don't, obviously you don't not encourage it. You don't stop it from being encouraged. You don't do anything about it. 
I've seen people the kicked coach. out of games for less. I've seen people yeah. kicked out of games for less, ejected from games for less. Like you're, you're soccer coach. Energy. It's just brushing it off like, oh, it's just a, it's just a person from the stands. You, you better find that person and kick them out, as well as suspend them if they go to the school. Like, this makes no sense. Jada, I find this hilarious. Not because you know, of course, this is a horrible situation, but it's so dumb how idiotic people can really be. Like. They chose specific players to make specific animal noises, and it's being brushed off as if, as if it's nothing. Like, that's that's kind of – people are getting real creative these days. That's what we're doing now at games? We're making race slurs by making animal noises? Okay, cool. You know, in, in, in soccer is, is one of those sports where you see that this type of behavior is something that constantly is happening whether it's on the pro level, whether it's in another country, this type of thing is always happening. So how do we mitigate it knowing that this is something that continuously happens in the sport that we play? How do we protect the players that do not look like the majority of the folks playing on that team? Now, this Oak Ridge High School is about 26 miles from here, okay? This ain't out in no, you know, it's in the, the affluent area of town, right? Um, there's probably not a huge population of black folks out there. Um, but how do we protect folks, you know what I mean, in, in this way when we know that these things can happen? Um, should sh What should the consequences be? I mean, kicking them out, that should have been an easy thing to accomplish. But what type of consequences should they, should they put into place to stop this behavior from happening again? Samuel. You should establish instant um, consequences for this kind of behavior. Don't let it happen. Uh, and that's when you establish rules for this, this type of behavior. It should be either instant suspension for two weeks or instant expulsion. This should not be tolerated. I would say instant expulsion is necessary because this should not, because allowing- What if it's not a student though? What if it's not a student in the stands? What if it's just somebody who comes in from the community? Yeah, an adult. Uh, don't don't allow them uh, within the school campus for the rest of their lives. Ban them from school campus. <laughs> I don't care. Like you, you cannot harass players. You cannot harass people and just get away with it. That's not how this works. Yeah. What do you think, Melissa? A consequence. How how do they stop this behavior from happening again? So I was thinking on the student level, like that that student should not be able to come back to the games because if there was a black student or something happening that the coaches didn't like or a black student was not complying, they would be quick to kick them out for the rest of the season. We've seen it on the podcast. But now that you bring up that it's possible it wasn't an adult, I don't know how you would go about that. I don't really have an idea about that because I wasn't thinking on the adult level because in my brain, the adults should know better, especially when it comes to these kids. But we have an entire podcast dedicated to crazy adults not knowing how to interact with children. So I don't know. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know what I would do in this sort of situation for adults because I would think that adults have enough conscience and enough sense to know that this isn't tolerated because you're grown, so you should be acting your age. But on a student level, I think that there should be some, like Sam had said, there should be some automatic rules already written up so that you know your consequences so that when you have so when this happens it's not like a oh i didn't know that this wasn't talk out of all the sounds you could have made you could have booed like any normal human being out of all the sounds that you could have made so there should be an automatic policy where it's like if this is talk if this if this happens here then here's the automatic consequence so there's no confusion no oh it was a mistake no if you can you read you can read right so go ahead and go ahead through go through that policy if you disrespect it here are your consequences and don't act surprised so what I'm hearing is a code of conduct. You guys want to see a code of conduct established. And I saw uh, Faza's, um comment. She said that 
Award the team being trolled free yards, kicks, throws, whatever, and eject the perpetrators. I can get with that. That I like. I like that idea um, because I think that folks won't check their behavior until there's some sort of penalty that accompanies it. So I'm, I'm with that for sure. Um, but we got a couple more uh, stories to get to. So here is the next one. And uh, I just want to tell y'all, this one is even more egregious than the first one. So here you go. That's your Fox 16 News update. Fordyce parents still have a lot of questions after school board members met tonight for an expulsion hearing. The hearing was called after a bullying incident that was posted on social media and it caused an uproar in the district and even across the state. That is for sure. Jessica Rank joins us live with the latest on this. And Jessica, this board meeting finished up just about, I guess, an hour ago or so. So what was the decision that was made tonight? Yeah, Donna and Kevin. Well, a lot of the details of the punishment were left out tonight due to district and federal rules, but they did vote on a modified expulsion for the accused bully. Still, parents say they don't believe that's enough and that the problem goes bigger than this one incident. I don't think this baby got no justice tonight. Buses have gone home for the day and classrooms sit quiet. What was the supervision? But inside the halls of Fordyce Middle School, to me, that's negligence. Parents replaced students calling for change. My reaction was, wow, you know, this still going on in Fordyce. A video taken in what looks like a school locker room flooding social media. It shows one student pushing another to the ground. The student punched, choked, and kicked until they become unconscious. It was disgusting, honestly. Well, of course, we were horrified. We did not know this fight had occurred until it was on the social media. The school district says disciplinary action was taken for both students. And Thursday, that continued. Board members voting on a, quote, modified expulsion for student A. Uh, we really didn't get an understanding of what's going to happen to this boy outside of, you know, school. Parents and community members say they have questions about supervision. There are some privacy issues there. And how many times they say this allegedly occurred in the past. There's no tolerance for bullying and they letting it happen. Parents say because of the extent of what happened in the video, more than an expulsion needs to be done. The district says they have plans in place for a workshop standing firm on the no bullying policy. A workshop. Okay. Um, Jada. I'm not going to lie, I was a little confused at first. It looked like a little locker brawl. And then next thing you know, I'm seeing somebody get choked out and unconscious as they're getting kicked in the back. And I'm like, okay, and, I, and I'm still confused. Who is student A? Who is student B? Like, what's so happening? Student A is the one, the, the white student who yeah. was the aggressor, who the other kid was trying to evade. That's what you saw him dodging and running in a circle to get away from him. Um, so student A is the aggressor. So he's the bully. Mm -hmm. And they gave him a punishment. And so that's what the whole school board meeting and that's what the parents are upset about because they feel like he didn't get enough. Mm -hmm. That's what I got from it. Um, again, Melissa, okay, I'm going to come to y'all before I give my take because I wrote down some notes as it was going on. So, Melissa, talk to me. There are people watching for their own entertainment, watching and not interfering at all. I want them arrested because you will be quick to arrest people for interfering with a police investigation or interfering with all these different smaller things. But I want everyone in that locker room who is watching, I want consequences for them too because you watched another kid get beat up and knocked unconscious, he will most likely, that's probably a concussion, he will most likely have some medical something for the rest of his life or for a period of time that's going to affect him forever, not to mention the trauma. And then they said discipline for both students, yet we're watching one get beat up. If anything, he was trying to defend himself. It's clear who the aggressor is and clear who the person getting beat up is. It's so clear. We can see it. Adults can see it too. So why 
is he getting disciplined for trying to defend himself? Because that's what we're seeing. Samuel. Um. So first thing, how does the school board not know of the fight until it's posted on social media? What? You're a school board. You should have a handle and and a code of and a handle of every school you you monitor in that district. You should not be seeing stuff that's happening from schools in your district from social media. People should not know people that aren't in the school district that aren't running the school district shouldn't know this before you do. If they're not in the school, this makes no sense. I want them fired too for not doing their job. And then second off, why are both students being being um punished? What well, what does student B do? He's he's obviously bobbing and weaving to get away from him. He's like weave, weave. He he's obvi- he's obviously doing evade tactics. How is how is he involved in this fight? It's not even really a fight. It's just really just somebody beating another person up what's sickening what's sickening is the students surrounding them just like and then get watch somebody get knocked unconscious and nobody stepped in like hey yo yo like breaking up first of all they should have broken up in the beginning but nobody stepped in even after the kid was unconscious which means that there's little care for that student like that's if i saw my kid on camera getting beat up and nobody doing anything i would fear for their safety at that school and I would move them because ain't no way I'm about to sit here and watch my son get kicked in the back after he's been choked unconscious and everybody's just watching for their own entertainment. The school board doesn't know about it. The kid doesn't get proper consequences. I'm not keeping him there. <laughs> like, what are we doing? In a workshop? A workshop? Keep your hands to yourself. Simple. What? Sir, that's what I was talking about. A workshop. What is a workshop done gonna do? A workshop on bullying? What you already have bullying signs all over the school saying don't bully, you'll get expelled. What is what is that doing, obviously? What is that doing? What is this gonna do? You obviously need r- rough enforcement and drilled into these kids' heads that they will get expelled and or worse. Like they can get a add on to that if, if they if they in, in, indulge in bullying. Like this is this is not okay. This is not okay that we're just doing a workshop to try to teach these kids not to bully. It's not gonna work because this has been done countless times. Oh, don't bully guys. We're gonna set up a workshop. Like that does anything. It's just crazy to me how like uh, Miss Jazzy said, where was the PE teacher? Because I know when I was in middle school, you could not be in that locker room for more than three minutes if you're not getting dressed. They'd be like, ladies, are you getting dressed? Yep, you need to leave. How do you miss an entire circle and there's two people in the middle, one's getting beat up and other people are just, how do you miss that? Where is the PE teacher? Where is the teacher? What period are we in? Is this passing? Like, what is happening? Where are the adults? Where is the supervision? Like, Maybe they're scared of the bully too. <laughs> And this isn't the first time this has happened. So my thing is, so my thing is, how many, how many incidences have, like, how many incidents like this have been brought to the school board that they've, like, never had a meeting for? Like, if this is multiple, and is this just the one that they've seen? Or is this just the one that they decided to pay attention to? Because all these parents are getting on their behinds because they see this on social media. Like, this is stuff we need to be thinking about. Well, I, I think we have to put stuff in context. So um normally what happens is when there's an incident on the campus that site principal is the one who who is supposed to notify everybody right so vps are responsible for what disciplinary action okay so vps are over discipline um the principals run the whole campus who does who's the only employee of the school board Come on, she was in the video. Who's the only employee? The superintendent. 
Okay. So the superintendent is the one who deals with all the day-to-day -day in the district, right? Under the superintendent, the superintendent has all this staff, normally directors, associate superintendents, um, and other staff, right? So when issues like this happen, it normally stays to the site unless police is called. And unless someone from the site calls one of the directors who then gets a message to the superintendent, right? And then the reason that I know it got to the district level is we're talking about an expulsion. The only who's the only people that can expe, exp, expose or expel a kid out of a district? Who's the only people with the, the authority the, to do that? The district, the the school board, school, the school superintendent board. and the school board. Okay, the superintendent cannot. The school board does. The school, school the school board votes on the expulsion of students. Okay, they are the only ones who have the power to do that. So when we're talking about why didn't the district know, did the site report it? Because if the site didn't report it, how are they supposed to know? And then uh, the reason why the other people on the outside know it is because social media. So if it wouldn't have hit social media, would they even be paying attention to it? And I wanna know who this kid's parents are because they are doing a lot to protect him for some reason. I've never heard of a modified expulsion and I tried to look it up before the show today. Um, and I could not find one. I could not find a definition or anything. So this is something they're making up as they go. So who is this kid related to? Oh, so they're making up, they're making up rules now? That's what you doing. They make, girl, you know they make up rules. What are you talking about? This ain't new news. This they is make just crazy news. to me. How do you... I was wondering what a modified expulsion, expulsion was. Like, what is that? What is that? What is, that? What is a modified expulsion? What they get well, like <laughs> I've heard suspension and expulsion. I've never heard. Well, this is a modified expulsion. Something a little different. Well, let's talk what about is that? it. So what I was, was able to find this, and I noticed they had the little white girl who rarely ever gets suspended out of school or expelled expelled out of school. But we we're not going. I'm a digress. Um, it says expulsion refers to a permanent removal of a student from his or her regular education setting due to a violation of serious or of serious school rules or policies. So they go modify that. How do you modify that? The length That's and reason for Hold on, let me finish this and then I'm going to get you in there. Um, the length and reason for expulsion vary by state and school district. Before a student can be expelled, a school board will hold a hearing to decide whether a student should be expelled for their violation. Each school board can decide its own process, but must provide the student and their family with a copy of procedures and information on the process. So listen, I'm... I, what we saw on video is egregious, okay? There should not be much conversation about holding this student responsible for the actions that he did. And the reason I'm saying that is it, it, just this last week, I had a kid in here who was up for expulsion for a fight, okay? This was a beating. This was not a fight. This was a beating. And you're telling me that you're going to modify an expulsion? So what is that? Did you give them an abeyance contract? Because even this article right here, it says um, the school board did not did tell parents and community members that student A would be placed on modified expulsion. Details on what that entails were left out. Why are you leaving out details? Because they're trying to hide stuff. Like, this is insane. It's insane. I want to know the injuries that kids suffer. Getting knocked unconscious is a really serious thing. It's serious. I've seen kids come in here for reaching over administrators to get to another kid put up for expulsion. Like, come on. The kid was on the ground, face down, unconscious and we're having a discussion about this come on melissa what Talk modified expulsion sounds just like suspension like yeah. it's suspension and expulsion and if you're modifying that you're going right back to suspension it doesn't make any sense they need to take it a step further we're not going backwards you need to take it a step further he needs 
charges need to be pressed against that against that 100%. child. He needs to be arrested. Why are we going backwards? Why are we trying to lessen lessen his discipline because we, when because we don't want to affect his future? What do you mean? What do you but mean? We this can't child, his future? But this child's future is going to be affected no matter what. Even if you they shouldn't be disciplining this black student, but even if they do, his future is going to be messed up way way worse because he was knocked unconscious that's probably a concussion the trauma all of that is going to be way worse than whatever is going to happen to this white student i just feel like i'm not in forsyth county honey i just feel like they were high like melissa said i just feel like they were trying to hide the fact that they were going to suspend him by trying to fancy modified expulsion so we could be like oh wow they really know what they're doing no like what is that if i look it up and i don't know what that is that's concerning what is that? And you leaving out details, which means you can't explain it to me? No, no. Is there a precedence for modified expulsion? And was is this going to be something that they're going to offer Black children, you know, when they get into little ticky-tack uh, things on campus? And not saying that people shouldn't be held accountable, but they have no problem holding Black kids accountable to the full extent of the law. Let's be clear. So I'm, 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 I'm absolutely outraged. Um, that he had to be subjected to this treatment, that he did his best to not engage, that he ran around trying to invade, evade. Um, he tried to even go by other kids who sat there and laughed at him with their cameras out. Um, I, uh, I'd have to look up where Forsyth County is, but I thought they said North Carolina. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Don't quote me. Um, Samuel? Wow, Forsyth sounds like Forsyth, which is a notoriously racist county in Georgia that for the last 100 years has had less than 1% of Black people in the county. Hmm. Let me look it up, Forsyth. Um, And we got one more story, but I, I need to... They say it's in Georgia, Sam. Is it the same? Wait, what is... Did, I so, so I, I heard a difference. There was Forsyth and then Forsyth, which is Forsyth is here, Forsyth is wherever that is. We'll have to look it up. I don't know. I don't know, but um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, we, go ahead, Jada. That white kid can't say, like, he can't defend himself by saying, oh, it was, I didn't mean to, like, put him unconscious. You choked him out, waited for him to fall on the floor, and then kicked him in his back to make sure that he wouldn't get back up. That that's very much targeted that was very much purposeful it had like arrested i don't i don't see a reason for it to be well and and i agree with you i think that arresting him and letting him face battery charges is uh par for the course and i think that that should happen uh uh expeditiously and i'm still looking this up but um what 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 are we doing what are we doing and I keep talking about the same, same, you know, energy when we're talking about different things happening. We need the same energy because if we're not going to do things, then that do things the same way for everybody. That's when inequities come into play. And we can't do that. We can't do that. Um, let's see. It was in Arkansas. For, for Dice High School. So F-O-R-D-Y-C-E. I guess that because um the a news coverage said Little Rock, which I know is in Arkansas, okay. so I I guess uh, well, I, I, Little Rock. I, I tuned out after I saw him go unconscious. I'm sorry, I couldn't even remember. I I'm yeah, no, 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 no. All right, so we got about 12 minutes left, and we can't let the day go without this story. So y'all check this out. Hey, sir. Let me a favor, man. Come this way. Put your hand behind your back. Change the number back. Got it. You got it. Two, four, one, everything. Tell me, tell me. I really should put it down for me. What's going on, my man? I'm trying to put money on my arm. You said what? Yeah, what? Is your phone? Yeah, sorry. I said, how can I help you? He said, look at the note. And the note said, I want to withdraw 12000 be discreet. 
Okay, so <laughs> first things first, all skin folk and kin folk, let's get that completely clear because there are some folks who harbor certain biases about black people that happen to be black people. Okay, let's start there. Um, Samuel, I did see your hand up, so I'm gonna kick it to you first. What, what you got for me? This makes no sense because it, absolute, it absolutely makes sense for him to write a note and say, please just, uh, uh, withdraw twelve thousand from my account discreetly because it's more than ten thousand, and that, and if that's just uncomfortable, and it's yeah, he just said that discreetly, and he's like, look at the note, look at the note, and it, and she's like, what? What do you want me to do? What's your account? Why? Why would he? Why would he be there? as a bank robber without a gun without a disguise without anything that makes no sense with his id exactly. and his bank card that he put into the machine that pulled up no if you're doing that you're a terrible you're a terrible <laughs> bank robber like who is doing that you won't be like oh Here's a here's a free pass to see where I robbed the bank and who I am. Here, here. It makes no sense. And this is why Bank of America is trash. Do not go to Bank of America. Or Wells Fargo, but I digress. Exactly. Melissa. <laughs> I saw this yesterday. Oh, and it made me so angry because it, it really shows that money and fame and your reputation who you are what you stand for can't protect you when you're black and when people are going to make assumptions and stereotypes are there when people are going to assume things about you just because of the color of your skin and it made me angry because like sam said who robs a bank and slides you a note who robs a bank and is like oh yeah here's my id by the way so you know exactly who i am <laughs> where I live, so just so you can arrest me after I finish robbing the bank. The point of robbing a bank is to get away and not be found and to do whatever you want to do with your money. And $12,000, that's it? And you're robbing a bank? $12,000? It was very specific. Right? I, I just realized robbing a bank, robbing my own money from my own account, I'm I'm lost. I'm here to pull money from my account, but I'm robbing. I'm literally sliding you my bank information, and you're like, oh my god, he's trying to rob the bank. I'm trying to pull money out of my account, and I'm here to rob the bank. Okay, I so so this is the thing. I I don't know if she has fog brain or if she's just ridiculous and and dumb. His note said, "I'd like 
to withdraw 12,000 from my checking account. Please count the money in the back so it can be disc- or discreetly or something like that. Um, how you get that I'm robbing a bank when I told you I want to withdraw it from my account, I provide you my ID, I provide my bank card, I put in my PIN, I have all access to my account. Why you think I'm robbing the bank? Either she's an idiot or she's an idiot. I, I don't know. There's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Number two, she said that he wouldn't talk to her. Now, I don't know how many of y'all have had to go into different places where people are wearing masks. You can't barely hear them anyway. So if I'm going into a bank and I want you to know what I'm saying because I have this little thing in me, if I want you to know what I'm saying, I must. I do this. I go in there and I tell them what I want out of my account so I don't have to say it out loud so people behind me can't hear me. Like, I, I don't I don't understand how we, we got so far in. And then she said, well, he had a California ID and my stomach started churning. Sis, don't say that she's pregnant. Maybe you just pregnant and you haven't, I, I don't know. Like, I'm so confused at how we got here because I can tell you when I went to Atlanta, they weren't very nice to me either the first time I came and that was some time ago. And they know when you're not from there. And so I'm just trying to figure out what is what relevance does it ha- is it that he has a California ID? What relevance is that? Not only did they detain him with guns drawn, let's be clear, they detained his nanny that was in the car waiting for him and somebody else who was in the car waiting for him. So I'm I'm just trying to figure out what type of he said you are not going to get the benefit of the doubt in these type of situations. So it's a no-win situation. So I gotta, I'm sitting up here tr- thinking I'm just going about my daily routine, going to my bank, what I consider my bank, pulling out my money, and I get guns drawn on me. And while I'm being walked out, the idiot right there says, Good job, guys. Like I'm so, I'm so confused. And these are black folks. So y'all gotta help me with this one. Help me out. Y'all ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> Come on, see. Jada and and Melissa like, nope, 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 nope. (laughs) It's just like the person that called the the cops on him, you're an idiot. Are you an idiot? Are you a little bit just like underdeveloped in your intelligence? Like this makes no sense. How do you not figure this out? This is easy decision-making. Easy assumption. I don't have to talk to you if I don't want to. I don't have exactly. to talk to you. I don't have to oh, talk to you. You a damn teller. Maybe Give I'm having money. a bad day. That's all. Maybe I'm having a bad day. Maybe I just want my money. Leave me alone. Exactly. I ain't got to talk to you if I don't want to. She doesn't get paid to talk to people. She gets paid to hand people their money and send them on their way. Like, why are you mad that I'm not talking to you? What if I lost my voice? You know, what if, like Sam said, I was having a bad day. What if I just don't want to talk to you? What if I'm I'm just taking a precaution and not setting myself up to get robbed in the parking lot? Because you say $12,000 in cash out loud. Somebody's waiting for you outside by your car. Someone's waiting for you. And he said, and and you guys have to go and watch this in 11 minute video. He said on that video, I haven't had a gun pulled on me in a long time. And he said, can you take my glasses down? I'm having a panic attack. That could have ended so very badly. It could have ended very, very badly. And that's traumatic. It's traumatic. He did what? Fruitvale Station? He knows what happened with Oscar Grant. He has his back turned and he hears the sound of guns cocking, you know? Because I'm getting money out of my account. And you see, he's like, uh, what is this about? Like, oh, put my hands behind my back. Okay, okay. You got it. You got it. They don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. and then the whole ask questions later detain and then ask questions later 
I, I was lost on that for a little bit. Um, well, and in that defense though, Jada, to be honest, if you got a phone call and you at the bank said that you're being robbed or you're telling somebody, the dispatcher, whatever, the dispatcher is going to take what you said and interpret it in their way and give the message to the officers to show up on site. So they didn't know if they were encountering a real bank robber, right? So they have to do their due diligence because everybody wants to make it home. Everybody does, right? To be fair. But once they figured out who he was, they uncuffed him. But she knew who he was because he gave her his ID. It wasn't a mystery. <laughs> like, I'm just confused. I'm, I'm just. And that, that's why she's so dumb. That's why she's so dumb because the police at least have like a little bit of like an excuse because like it's a bank robbery you usually have to take things like that seriously this lady he gave you her, his id his bank account he said just withdraw the money not out of his checking account not anywhere else just withdraw she it said, I account. asked him where he wanted to, what account he wanted to. He said, look at the note, because it was written there. Exactly. She can't read. She can't read. It's, it's required. I really do. And, you know, no shade, but shade. I hope she He gave me his identity, and, you know, my stomach started churning. Because she's pregnant. Like, girl, bye. My stomach started churning. Bye. Maybe you got gas. Maybe you didn't like what you ate for lunch. I don't know. That's not a good excuse. I'm sorry. It's and, not a good excuse. And, and you and that it, could have ended badly. Go ahead, Melissa. It makes sense that he wanted to do this discreetly because people, lottery winners, for example, have gotten robbed plenty of times when they're revealed their identity, like killed for their money. So it's, it's people are greedy. Everybody knows this. People are greedy. They will rob you if they have the chance because yeah. they need that money. So it, it was a good decision to do it discreetly and don't just yell out, I want to withdraw $12,000 from my checking account. Everybody be like, mm, I need $12,000 for, for this. My, my college tuition, my college debt, mm, that will help the fund. Or I just need to pay my rent and buy some food mm. because I'm not getting no COVID assistance. Come on, let's talk about it because he was in a mask because of the mask mandate. Let's be clear. Maybe it was cold. Was it cold in January out there? Because this happened in January. Um, I think it was kind of cold. cold. He had, but he had on a beanie that, and he probably had, had on sunglasses because, you know, celebrities be trying to be incognito, right? And so... It's, it's, it's not, you know, outlandish to have somebody come in if it's cold outside with a beanie on a sweatshirt, sunglasses a little much, but you know, you don't want people to recognize you because you are Ryan Coogler who directed Black Panther and Fruitvale Station, right? Because regular Black folks, we would know who he is. I actually do know him, but we would know who he is. So either sis is not from where we from or sis is just don't watch movies. Because I'm not sure, because his name is not very common, I'm not sure how you mix that up. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you mix it up. And, and I'd be getting frustrated too if I wrote all the, like everything that I'm saying on a note. She's like, so what do you want to withdraw? Where do you want to withdraw it from? It's literally on the note. Read the note. That's what he said. <laughs> and you mad because he won't talk he, to you? Why does he talk to talk? me? Like, why did he have to? He said and, everything on the note. And it's not like the note was a threatening one. It wasn't like it was like, empty the vault and meet me in the parking lot. Like, that's not what it said. It said, give me my money from Out of my, my account. account. <laughs> my account. It's not like, oh, yeah, take some money from his account and his account and her account, too. No, it's my account. And I yeah. want to go back to what Jada said really quick, because I know we're running out of time. But, right now, I, but come on. <laughs> Jada said that the police officer even saying we detain first and ask questions later. Like, I know we talk about that and like, that's what happens, what we see, but then hearing that out of his mouth, I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, like, and I know how you said that was the request. They have to get, make sure everyone gets home safely. Like that was the right thing to do in that context. But still just hearing that it confirms everything that we've always said.
Well, some of them shoot first and they can't, they don't ask questions. So then there's that. Come on, Sam. So the problem mainly with uh, police is their teaching. What they're taught in like policing school. First off, the hiring measures. And, and then second off, what they're taught in a uh, policing school. They're taught like highly aggressive tactics. Like if you feel threatened, shoot. If you feel threatened, pull out your Glock. That's, it's, it's very. I don't know if they're taught that. Um, and well, I, I mean, I'm not going to talk for them. What we'll do, Sam, is we can invite some to have a conversation up. with us. Let's let's invite some to have a conversation with us because there is the police officer standards of training. Um, my understanding of that is that they they are not taught to shoot first. You're supposed to meet the force with the same amount of force. So um, that's you know when I took Citizens Academy, that is what they said. Now um, we can try to invite some officers on here and have that conversation because I think that's a worthy conversation to have. Um, but look, y'all. We was just getting, we was about to get into it. And this, we, we are six minutes over. So what we're going to do is <laughs> we're going to table this discussion because we've run out of time, but we want to invite everybody back next week. We will be, the plan is we will be sitting with uh, Representative Jewel Jones out of uh, the state of Michigan. I'm talking to him about, you know, his career, his uh, troubles, recent troubles with uh, the law. Um, and how our mistakes don't define us as individuals. So we definitely want you to come back and, and uh, hang out with us next week. So we are going to hit you with the wave. We will see you back here next week, 4 p.m. Uh, PST right here on Facebook and YouTube. Peace out.